no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. I have designated the Bills and Eagles top game. We didn't react to Eagles and Chiefs. And so with that win for Philly at Arrowhead, they uh, came out of it with the 9-1 and record, the best in the NFL. So the question to kick things off for you, Danny, is does the best record in football make the Eagles the best team? No. I don't believe that they would be favored on a neutral field against this version of San Francisco. And I think that the Chiefs win the game that we saw Monday night six or seven times out of ten. Okay. Because the two red zone turnovers that are very uh, unlike them, and that's a thing that's random and whatever else, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Chiefs with the red zone turnovers, with penalties, with drops. Uh, Now, that game's at Arrowhead. Um, I was very impressed with the Chiefs' defense in that game. I was, like everybody, disgusted by Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Justin Watson and Travis Kelsey with their drops. So what about the Eagles makes you say no? You've you've mentioned the teams that you would put ahead of them, but what is it about Philadelphia that holds you back from putting them number one? Well, I think that if the Chiefs executed on offense, the thing that I've been saying about them since the beginning of the season those guys were open. The, the 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 pass defense, the secondary is their Achilles heel, man. Justin Watson should have converted a fourth and 25 at the end of the game. Everyone in the world knows that is run to the sticks and turn around. And they almost gave that up. So I think that they are vulnerable to good passing offenses. Now, defense has ruled in the NFL. Frankly, we haven't talked about it enough that – Defense is beating offense, and there are a lot of low point totals this week in the low to mid-30s. So maybe it's a resurgent year for defenses in the NFL, but I think that the the Eagles are vulnerable to good passing offenses. Yeah, so I would not answer the question that they're the best team, but I will confess because of probably what you just said, it's hard to come up with a best team. You know, like... They I'd go. Really... I'd go Niners one. I'd go Niners one, and then I'd listen to a debate for two. Even a five. team that's lost three games would be your number one. That Injuries. lost on the road to PJ Walker. Yeah, and the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, and with the Brock Purdy questions, I, I think I think that they clearly have the best roster in the NFL right now. I think they're okay. the best roster. But listen, I mean, you, you can you just made very well the argument. Uh, against it and Tom Brady came out and said you know there's a ton of mediocrity in the league right now which is a classic get off my lawn back in my day I I didn't I didn't like I didn't I didn't agree with what he said because he, he it ended up being a trope about how back in his day they allowed football players to be football players and beat the crap out of each other and and blow each other up and that's that's ultimately what he said look I miss some of that stuff too uh, but I don't think you subtract that from football and it makes it a terrible game. I do think, though, that what sucked about Monday was if that is the best the NFL has to offer this year, then it is it is a disappointing season and it's not going to go down as some kind of banner special 
year. It might open the door up for a team that's under the radar to win the whole thing. Because I walked away from that game, I wasn't really impressed with either team. You know, you say a you lot of You weren't impressed with the Chiefs' defense? I've seen their defense do that all year. So it wasn't as if like I needed the validation of do it against Philadelphia and I'm going to elevate them or I'm going to promote them. No, I know what it honestly, I thought for them, they needed a game to look the opposite. I think if I'm a, if I'm an Eagles fan, I would, I'm a Chiefs fan. I would have preferred to lose that game 41-37 than 21-17. Me personally, I want to see my offense look like the offense that it was a year ago and in years past for me. So I think that if we get Philly Detroit and everyone's healthy, it's going to be really hard for me to not take Detroit in the points. Cause I think they will be able to pass on Philadelphia and their offensive line will hold up against the Eagles D line. Okay. So an offshoot of this. So I'll ask this follow-up question because it's about the next game and that's the Sunday night game Ravens and chargers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Because Kansas City lost, the Ravens moved up to the number one seed in the AFC. If they do have home field advantage and a bye, would that make the Ravens the favorites to win the AFC? The answer should be yes. But I don't think it is. Do you see a world where the Chiefs go into Baltimore for an AFC title game and they're not like a two-point favorite? Do I see a world? Do I see a world where they would be an underdog in that game? I think they. I think it could be two the other way. Yeah, I think Baltimore could be a very small home favorite in that game. I don't think so. I mean, assuming health. You know what I mean. Assuming both teams enter that game as healthy as they are right now, I don't know that I see a world in which the Chiefs are an underdog in that game. So. Maybe that's disrespectful to what Baltimore has done. But I think that Lamar will need to prove it in the playoffs for everyone to be a believer. They're really, the the Raiders are, the Raven, the Raiders, the Ravens are uh, hanging their hat on two games. What they did against the Lions at home. Yep. And what they did against the Seahawks. And the Seahawks win doesn't look as good after what happened, they got swept by the Rams, Seattle. You know, we'll see what they do against San Francisco on Thanksgiving night. I mean, there's a chance that that win, the quality of it continues to get dialed back. The Lions, on the other hand, that win could continue to look even better, but maybe it's a one-time thing. They're really good against NFC teams. We know that Lamar's record's impeccable against those teams. And their wins against the Steelers, or not the Steelers because they lost to them, the Browns and the Bengals come with massive asterisks because of quarterback injuries in both of those games. 
Burrow was hurt but played the first game, got injured in the second game for the year. And when they played Cleveland, it was when Dorian Thompson Robinson started and he found out hours before. So I agree with you. I think if they get, even if they're the bye, when they won the, when he was the MVP, they were the favorites, right? When they lost to Tennessee, they were the one seed. Yeah. I believe they were. I don't think that's going to be the case in this scenario. All right. I like how you did this. Um, so hopefully people are listening to this before the Thanksgiving games. If not, you can fast forward ahead. But Oh, they can look back and see if we were right about it. True. Green Bay, Detroit, Washington, Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle. How would you grade the watchability of the Thanksgiving trifecta? I think I'd give it a I think I'd give it a B minus. I think that's what I would put it at. You get three, I think, good teams in Detroit, Dallas, and San Francisco, but they're matched up against teams that they should definitely beat. So there's no there's no game here where I'm looking at it like, oh my God, we got to suffer through this. This is the matchup that we got. This stinks. This is, I'm subjected to it. I don't have it. Like, remember on Christmas, it was the Broncos and Rams last year in a standalone game with Baker Mayfield and the Broncos sucking with Nathaniel Hackett and it's like oh my god this is all we have no I think that this is I think it's I think it's decent is the word I would use to describe it yeah I so I I I was gonna give it a C I was gonna give it as average um it's smart to do three divisional games but none of these divisions like there's a team in each of these that we don't think can win the respective division that it's in so it's just unfortunate that it is the favorite in the North, a uh, non-favorite in the NFC East, but a team that can win against the team that can't. And same thing with the NFC West. So I, I thought it was smart scheduling where they got a little unlucky. And for me personally, you know, I am a member of a team that still, I've got one of the remaining 372 entries in circa survivor where first place is 9 million now i'm so you got to pick you got to do thanksgiving day right that's one right we got to do thanksgiving and black friday and so we saved dallas so we we're one of the few teams that have the, the the biggest favorite of the day so i have a huge rooting interest because the majority of the pool will be on detroit um and we saved dallas so if green bay wins we don't know what the percentages are yet that'll come out after we record this podcast but if Green Bay wins the first game and Dallas wins the second game, there's a really good chance that there will be less than 200 people left in Circa Survivor and will be one of them. So I have a tremendous rooting interest uh, in, in this slate. But And then I also, just like personally, I don't know how you handle Thanksgiving, I will not be a start-to-finish watcher of the night game. Mm-hmm. Like, the night, just like with how the... Like, family works and getting the kids out of there and moving from my mom's house to my house. Like I will be there for the third and fourth quarter likely of that game, but I probably will not be a locked in Niners Seahawks observer for this game. If I'm being totally candid with our first and uh, of the three teams, which team do you give the best chance to pull the upset green Bay, Washington or San Francisco or green Seattle? Bay. Excuse me. Green, Bay. green Bay. I think, I think, I think San Francisco is the best team playing. I think Washington is drawing dead. And yes, I'm rooting for it in this spot, but Green Bay is playing better recently. Um, it's a 
quick turnaround to an early game. Weird things seem to happen in that spot. And Detroit's defense is vulnerable. So Jordan Love just played the best game of his pro career. So I could see Green Bay feeling like they're a live dog in that game. And I'm on Ross St. Brown today. Gave him a little bit of bulletin board material. Said, I got to be honest, I can't name one player on the Packers defense, which seems surprising given the number of first rounders they have and that they're in the division. And And he's a guy that's memorized all the names of the receivers. They got picked ahead of him in the draft. You'd think with with their corners being named Valentine and Ballantyne, that would be an easy one for him to remember because of the rhyming effect there. I think Seattle is the team with the best chance. It's the game I'm looking forward to the most. We've talked about it on the podcast. This is actually for them. I think they've got to find a way to win one of these next three games, two with San Fran and Dallas in between, if they're going to guarantee themselves a spot in the playoffs. And this is probably of the three, the one they have the best chance of winning because they are familiar with the opponent. It is a night game in Seattle. It looks like Geno Smith is going to get cleared to play in this game after he got hurt against L.A. Um, Your wide receivers matched up against their secondary, and that's had problems at times this year. So you got to block their front. And you got to stop their offense. But at night, Purdy, maybe he turns the ball over a few times. I think that's the best game.